Hi, everybody. Justin McElroy here. I have quite the interesting uh, curio for you. Uh, literally days before coronavirus uh, swept through uh, our nation and uh, much of the globe, uh, we recorded an episode of Sawbones on the Jonathan Colton uh, cruise. And uh, it was a wonderful time, but it's honestly been a little bit hard to listen to because of how precipitously things collapsed after we recorded this. Uh, we're hopeful that now, with a little bit of distance from it, it can uh, we can see it as the, the 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 tragic irony of the whole thing is maybe a little less stinging uh, if we're not as uh, uh, treating the coronavirus scenario with as much gravity as as it seems like we should. Uh, forgive us, we knew not what we did, um, but hopefully you'll still get a kick out of this very strange episode of Sawbones and uh, the the naivete displayed within. Enjoy, and we'll see you next week. Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Project. Hello, there we go. There Hello. Theater voice. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Thank you. You know, it's funny, the, the sea air plays such tricks with the sound. Uh, I could have sworn Sydney's applause was louder. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to the cruise. Uh, if Thank you for coming back. I thought you would only uh, watch me if I was talking about Tyra Banks' book, Model Land, now. So <laughs> I'm relieved. Um, so if you've been paying attention to the world at large for the past uh, month or so, you've probably already guessed uh, what we're going to be talking about this evening here on our medical history program. And so let's uh, just bring it down a little bit, calm down, and let's have a frank an open discussion about the music of Jimmy Buffett. So the last couple years on the cruise, we've done some stuff that was pretty gross. Challenging. Challenging. And we thought, you know, the world is hard right now. Maybe we need to relax. And who's better at relaxing than Jimmy Buffett? No one. And... There is a lot you can do with, with his body of work. When you look at Jimmy Buffett's music, there's a lot of uh, a medical, you know, applications, a lot of history, a lot of, a lot of things we can read into it if you want to make a podcast about that. And so, <laughs> so we're going to take 
an in-depth medical look at the at some of the works. There's so many. Some of the works of Jimmy Buffett. Just launched right in there. Just went right in. What's this one said? What song is this? Yes. This is Margaritaville. Okay. I feel like this is the next best thing to... We're not going to get to go to the big Margaritaville on Grand Turk now, so... We're bringing Jimmy to you. You're there. Trust us, we're heartbroken too. I was certain that James would be waiting for me at the door with a lay or something like that, waiting to greet me. Uh, So this, I'm assuming you all have heard the song Margaritaville in the past. This is Margaritaville. Yes, I would say probably the most (laughs) well-known Uh, Jimmy Buffett song. So there's so much to get into here. First of all, uh, I'm concerned if, and I'm going to take this view on all these songs as if the person who's singing them is like our narrator, <laughs> our, our, perhaps our protagonist, I don't know, if you will. But uh, the narrator of this song, I'm really concerned about some unhealthy habits. First of all, <laughs> he's hanging out on his front porch nibbling on sponge cake. That's a weird like treat, right? Like to just have a sponge cake and you're like sitting on a porch swing eating cake, just like chilling. I think that that speaks to, maybe we have developed some generally unhealthy dietary habits. Yes, fair, completely fair. That's fair to say. He is going to eat some shrimp later, I guess. We could debate the nutritional merits of that, but one way or another, cake comes first. And that's fine on a cruise, of course. (laughs) Uh, now, when we discuss losing his shaker of salt, I actually think this is a big bonus for the singer. For you know, if we assume it's Jimmy Buffett, that's great. Yeah. Because then he can't use it, and that's great for his blood pressure. <laughs> so perhaps it should stay gone. I don't feel like this person has a problem with their blood pressure, generally speaking. <laughs> now, Justin, just because it does not appear that this, this singer has a high-stress lifestyle does not mean that they are immune to hypertension. Okay. Genetics do play a role. Oh, God. <laughs> You're ruining all the songs, aren't you? <laughs> do, you have, do you have anything else to ruin about this American classic? Yes, I do. Uh, the, we learn that later in the song that he has a new tattoo that is a real beauty, but how it got there, he hasn't a clue. Now, I'm concerned. First of all, why don't you remember where or how or when or who gave you the tattoo? That's problematic. Uh, And since you don't remember, do you know if it was done using, you know, appropriate sterile technique? You have no idea. So already, I'm concerned about bloodborne infections, Uh, I'm concerned about infection in general. Were you given proper tattoo care guidelines after the procedure? You clearly don't remember it, so you don't remember what to do. Yeah, you're not putting uh, tattoo goo on there. You're not, you don't moisturize. You don't know what to do with the thing. So there's a lot of concerns with with the tattoo. And if that wasn't enough, we now find out that he blew out his flip flop and stepped on a pop top. So now tetanus is an issue that Jimmy Buffett needs to be worried about. When was his last tetanus shot? It's not, it's not in Margaritaville, I don't know. 
Is he up to date? And then we got to think about how deep was this wound? What kind of pop top are we talking about? Like, was this a deeper puncture wound? And we have to worry about like gas forming organisms. Is gangrene going to develop, you know? Sorry, that was the only gross part. That was from Melissa who specifically asked for a gross part. <laughs> so but, gangrene maybe for James. Maybe, I mean, we don't, we don't know. Okay, I'm moving on. There's no way you can ruin this one. So you're playing Cheeseburger in Paradise as an example of a song that there's no way I could have anything to say about. It's just a fun, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see some, I see some issues already. Yeah, let me get to the good part. Hold on. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Come on, everybody. Cheeseburger in Paradise. Okay. All right. James Buffett's Cheeseburger in Paradise. What on earth could be wrong with this song, Sydney? Well, there's some hopeful notes in the beginning because we find out that our, our hero is trying to amend his carnivorous habits. So perhaps he's pursuing a plant-based lifestyle. That's a great thing, right? Like, we know that's a really heart-healthy, like, for longevity. This is a great, a great turn he's taken um, away from red meat, perhaps meat in general. We don't know, we think. Uh, and he's been losing weight and eating sunflower seeds and drinking carrot juice. Now, if that is all he's eating and drinking, that this is obviously a concern. But in addition, you can turn orange if you drink enough carrot juice consistently. So there is that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a concern. The, the man's a, 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 a one-person industry. I don't think he, we want him turning orange, certainly. And, and aside from his diet, he also notes that he's soaking up rays. Oh, he's, yeah. And, and just from a skin health perspective, I have to Not frown great. on that immediately. I mean, I, I really applaud your turn towards veganism, but if you could wear some sunscreen... That would be better. Anything else? Of course, Justin. <laughs> he's, he's celebrating hamburgers. <laughs> cheeseburgers, excuse me. Specifically, yeah. Uh, specifically cheeseburgers. So, uh, first of all, he's dreaming about eating a cheeseburger. Now, just the fact that he's dreaming about it makes me concerned for perhaps an iron deficiency. Uh, <laughs> I know that this was something that I suffered from through pregnancy, and I would often dream about hamburgers. <laughs> and so I have, to, I have to be concerned about, you know, is your body telling you something? Maybe you don't need a cheeseburger. Maybe we need an iron supplement, Jimmy. So iron supplement in paradise maybe might be a better <laughs> tune, you think, sister? In addition, oh my if we are going to indulge in the cheeseburger, we have to be concerned about colon health. All that red meat, how often are we going to eat these cheeseburgers, Jimmy? Well, it sounds like quite a few, Sidster. He's been playing this song for 40 years. We got to him too late, I'm afraid. (laughs) I mean, it's great that he wants to throw some vegetables in the mix on top of the burger, but then he's going to pair it with some french fries and beer, so... Not Which is delicious. I'm not saying it's not. And plant-based, yeah. Yes, the Thank lettuce you. and tomato and french fries are plant-based. That's true. 
You ready to move on? Yeah. Now this is le- probably this one's less well known, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna really know who the parrot heads are. <laughs> yeah. There's a all right. Just all us right. And that There's person. one. <laughs> There's another in the back. We got two. <laughs> introduce this song? The song's called Grapefruit Juicy Fruit and it's about um, it's just about enjoying it's yourself. It's about fun. Alright. Okay. That's all you need. You get the idea. He's talking about grapefruit. That's the joke. So grapefruit is first of all on the surface this is good right grapefruit is good for you it's got vitamins a and c and e it's got some calcium it's got some phosphorus it's pretty decent on the glycemic index if you're worried about that which we are uh in terms of i wasn't but i am now thank you sydney well i mean all fruit has sugar and so if you're looking for like natural sugars that are a little better for you like grapefruit has a lot to offer and so i i personally think it tastes awful i'm sorry um to everyone in the 80s who ate it all the time (laughs) and my mom who eats it every day but i don't i don't like it but i can see where he's coming from with the grapefruit my main concern is that uh Grapefruit is known to interfere with a number of medications. So, once again, when you approach Jimmy Buffett music from a medical perspective, you realize pretty quickly that there's a lack of medical history. Um, I don't know, like yeah, it's weird. It's like none of his songs give a complete medical history. Do you have a family history of colon cancer? It's never addressed. I mean, it isn't, though. Like, you're joking, but I'm serious. Okay. So, grapefruit is going to decrease the activity of a certain enzyme. Do you want to know the name, Justin? Oh, I know, but why don't you tell everybody else? (laughs) Cytochrome P450, specifically 3A4, is the enzyme it's going to interfere. I was going to say you should specifically... Big fans of cytochrome P450 in the house. Yeah. Some of you are liars, but that's fine. You're, no. you're dressed extremely well, so we're going to let it slide. If there was an audience where there would be big fans of Cytochrome P450, this, this is, is the, the audience, audience Justin. Yeah. We found our people. <laughs> this is that the is audience. That is So, as a result, that enzyme's ability to break down other medicines that you are taking to eliminate them at the appropriate rate is going to be interfered with. And so I have a lot of concerns, you know, grapefruit, it's healthy, good, I'm going to start eating a lot of it, but without knowing, like, is he taking Lipitor? Is he taking Xanax? Is he taking Viagra? That last one, like, we all feel pretty confident about, right? It could interfere with the activity of any of these medications, and we don't know. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just 
take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Schmanners. Noun. Definition. Rules of etiquette designed not to judge others, but rather to guide ourselves through everyday social situations. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. Every week on Schmanners, we take a look at a topic that has to do with society or manners. We talk about the history of it. We take a look at how it applies to everyday life. And we take some of your questions. And sometimes we do a biography about a really cool person that had an impact on how we view etiquette. So join us every Friday and listen to Schmanners on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? Would you like me to ruin another song? This is called Knees of My Heart. I've got a question for you. All right, that's good. Everybody's enjoying it, though. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm gonna kill your buzz. Go for it. Don't wanna see it on the silver screen. Don't let the craziness tear us apart. I'm down on the knees of my heart. Okay, you get the idea. You get the idea, and it's just ridiculous from an anatomical standpoint. And I just wanted to say that it just bothers me. That's it. 
All that for that? It's also a good song that I enjoy. <laughs> this may be my sneaky way of introducing you all to Jimmy Buffett music that's less yeah, you're going, you're going out to the boneyard. <laughs> this is called A Frenchman for the Night. That's right. Romance. From his driftwood castle He even speaks French in the song. Comes a song I've heard before a scratchy gramophone cuts to the bone. Love the honors of All right, he spoke French. That's all. I just wanted to prove that. All right, so obviously you you can't just be a Frenchman for the night, but that's not really the that's not really a medical issue. Um, what what I was thinking about as I was pondering the concept of becoming French for one night was: Are we referencing? a little-known ailment, a rare disorder that is called Jumping Frenchman of Maine. This is actually the name, I, like, as in, I have Jumping Frenchman of Maine. <laughs> you have Jumping Frenchman of Maine. I do? No, but that is how you would use it in a sentence. I was just demonstrating. That is the full name of the condition. It was discovered by George Beard in 1787. Uh, you might have already guessed the population amongst which it was discovered. They were French men. <laughs> uh, it was this strange, so it was actually French Canadian lumberjacks. There were a group of them all in the Moosehead Lake region of Maine, and they had this very strange startle response where even the slightest sound or movement, something that wouldn't necessarily startle the rest of us, uh, would result in them jumping or screaming or sometimes punching or kicking someone near them. And so he described what he called the jumping Frenchman of Maine disorder. And he wrote extensively about just, and it was this very isolated disorder. There, it was only known among these Canadian lumberjacks who experienced it. And uh, they were also noted to be specifically uh, ticklish <laughs> and shy, which he, he wrote about a lot because he thought maybe that had something to do with it. If you're very shy and ticklish, you may be prone to jumping Frenchmen of Maine. Good to know. You are it, ticklish. Yeah, any shy, ticklish people out there, you should go get checked when you get home. <laughs> you may have this extremely rare, rare condition. Over time, this is actually, this has been looked into a lot, I think because it's so unique and interesting. And people have begun to wonder if it's more of like what we think of like a culture-bound syndrome. It's actually what we would consider like a, a, a cultural response to things. You begin to accept that a normal response within your kind of isolated region of the world to some sort of thing happening would be to pass out or to start laughing a whole lot or to jump or kick and you see it perpetuated in these like isolated kind of little microcultural areas and that is probably what this is it's actually been uh, found in other parts of the world and there's different names depending on where you see it and my favorite that I found is that there is a similar response that they, they found among isolated populations in Louisiana <laughs> and they called it Ragin' Cajun. So, 
So if you live in Maine, you might have jumping Frenchmen of Maine, but if you live in Louisiana, you may have Rachin' Cajun. It just depends. And this ties into James Howe? Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett sang a song with Frenchmen in the name, so... Okay, no, I'm moving on. <laughs> I just really wanted to talk about you're jumping Frenchmen of Maine. You're stretching to ruin that one. This song's called A Pirate Looks at 40. My dad's favorite song. There's some trivia for you all. <laughs> That comes up at some of the geek trivia later. Sydney's. What is Tommy Smurl's favorite Jimmy Buffett song? Mother, Mother Ocean. It just makes you need to get out there, doesn't it? We are literally out there. Oh, yeah, that's right. We are currently out there. <laughs> Could not be more out there. You've seen it all. You've seen it all. All right. All right, so this pirate is looking at 40. I can already tell I don't like this. I'm 39 years old, and I don't like what you're about to do already with my heart and my mind. Do I have a pass? Is there one pass where I can hit a buzzer and say no whammies, and we skip one? Is that a possibility? Has there ever been on Sawbones? Never. Uh, so I can only assume that as this pirate looks uh, forward at 40, he's thinking about his preventive health care and what kind of you know screening tests he might need and, and what he might need to talk with his primary care physician about at his upcoming well check, right? That's what we all think about, right? <laughs> That's normal. Uh, and so I, I just went ahead and looked up some recommendations for Jimmy Buffett. I, I'm going to assume that the, this is a male just because Jimmy Buffett's singing the song. And uh, there's some questions if you're going to look at, like, the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force recommendations for health screening. There are a couple questions. So male... For a pirate looking at 40. For a pirate looking at 40. Tobacco user... I went ahead and plugged in Yes. Um, Safe bet. I feel like a lot of pirates probably smoke, right? Probably. Safe. Safe bet. Uh, (laughs) It's something. The other question is sexually active. Definitely plugged in yes for that, That's a big yes a for sure. Right? Okay. So I I apologize for the pirate assumptions. If if you're a pirate and I got that wrong, I apologize. (laughs) I shouldn't make sweeping generalizations. So... (laughs) For this pirate who's looking at 40, we're going to definitely want to check a blood pressure and discuss, you know, regular monitoring of your blood pressure. There are also some screening tests. We need to screen for HIV, for syphilis. We definitely need to talk about tobacco cessation. I know that's hard. It's a pirate lifestyle. Probably all your buddies are smoking too, but it's not good for you. It's worth the effort. (laughs) <laughs> scurvy is actually not in the preventive services task force <laughs> I know that seems weird there's no screening test for scurvy although certainly if my patient was a pirate I would bring it up that's where we got grade A evidence now as we go ahead and include some of the grade B recommendations because we like to do things that are evidence based and we may as well expand to the evidence that's not quite as strong as grade A but still pretty good as grade B so we're going to screen for, de- for depression for diabetes we're going to talk about unhealthy alcohol use I have to assume this is an issue or could be he's a pirate remember <laughs> Uh, and we're going to talk about some like healthy exercise, nutrition, definitely getting plenty of vitamin C because we are a pirate, um, safe sex, and maybe we need to start some sort of cholesterol-lowering medication. 
for this pirate who's looking at 40. Island Fever. This is from Don't Stop the Carnival, right? Which was supposed to be a musical, and then yeah. it was just more of a concept album. See, it's going to ruin it now. I think I've got a touch of Island Fever. I bet you know why I picked this one. It's got Fever right there in the name. I a bit this morning. I like this song because I feel like it's a diagnostic puzzle. <laughs> this is how I approached it. <laughs> so he has island fever. Uh, now, we do not have a specific location other than island. Island, yeah. Mr. Buffett, that does not give me enough information. There are many islands. The only clue we get later in the song, there is the line, I think I'll take my shoes off and go walking down beside the Caribbean Sea. Okay. Now, in the Caribbean Sea, there are technically 7,000 islands. So that's not a great clue. Not super helpful. (laughs) But it gives us a region of the world. And that definitely is helpful when we start talking about, like, what sort of tropical disease may have caused this island fever. Uh, Now, some common culprits. We actually have to think about malaria. Very common worldwide. Probably not the first thing I would consider for this person, but definitely Probably not, Sid. Probably not. Probably not malaria, first thing. Yeah, I wouldn't think of malaria the first thing for my pal James Buffett. Justin? If a traveler comes back from a, from a malarious region of the world and they have a fever, it should be the first thing you think of. <sighs> I'm surprised you haven't learned this from me yet. I'm a little disappointed. So, okay, we're in the Caribbean Sea. All right, so malaria, certainly. Dengue, definitely on the differential. Typhoid, leptospirosis, of course. And then that doesn't even begin to touch on all the common illnesses like influenza that you have to consider because those happen everywhere, right? Like just because you're on an island doesn't mean you can't get the flu. And again, no history. We don't know. Did he get a flu shot? Like he should have. I don't know. So he later in the song, he says he thinks that it found its way to his brain. So I am going to interpret this line as a neurological complication of the disease. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Naturally. Yeah, naturally, naturally. Uh-huh. So while malaria, dengue, leptospirosis, we could all have some possible neurological complications. Those aren't the first things I would think of because they usually manifest more as like drowsiness. Um, and he talks about how he's fighting the urge to join a parade, which... Why fight it, first of all? <laughs> Join the parade. But if that's the kind of like delirium that has ensued, that would actually take me in a different direction. And so I am going to guess that he has typhoid. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> From this song, Island Fever. Now, the, the bad news is that... The bad news the, is... I mean, well, other than that he Jimmy has, Buffett has... Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett has typhoid. But that, obviously, that's bad news. That also, he didn't listen to any of my advice about vaccines because he could have been vaccinated against typhoid before he left. And he didn't do it. So that's a big tisk tisk. 
but on the on the good news is that we you know there is treatment for typhoid so you know he can come to me i will i will take care of him i can provide him with either a fluoroquinolone a third generation cephalosporin and we can just get him fixed right up so don't worry great great good news we solved the diagnostic puzzle and saved the day fantastic i love puzzles there's no way you can ruin this song it's called math sucks will you spell it s-u-k-s math sucks that's how jimmy buffett spells it as in how it's spelled in the song title if necessity is the mother of invention then i'd like to kill the guy who invented this Talk about math. The numbers come together in some kind of third dimension. A regular I bet nobody here agrees with this. No, no, no. Let's start. This is not the crowd for like informing them that math sucks. And two plus two, well, some people here probably even like math. There's fractions and my subtraction. And X I don't hear. equal Y. But my homework is bound to be multiplied. Math sucks. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> hey, hey. You are going to feel so bad <laughs> when I tell you all that I am concerned that this poor singer has dyscalculia. Uh, this is a condition that affects about 3 to 6% of the population. It involves some sort of dysfunction in the intraparietal sulcus of the brain, and it makes math very difficult. So now don't you all feel bad. They don't seem to be feeling bad, Sid. Uh, it can resolve as we age. We see it, we diagnose it more in kids and sometimes it goes away, but in some adults it persists. And I guess for poor Jimmy Buffett, math has continued to suck for him and his experience of math anyway has been hard ever since. It's interesting because we're still not sure it might have something to do with the like how we actually like make concrete numeric characters and that patients who have it can actually still do conceptual math without like an actual number. I think that's fascinating. Really <laughs> Jimmy Buffett wrote this song in his 60s. <laughs> I very much enjoy someone who gets to 60 and they're like, you know what? I still don't like math. I didn't like it earlier. I don't like it now. I'm going to write a song about that because I still don't like it. And I've given it a big opportunity. It's had six decades. I don't like math. Here's a song about it. Well, but I think it's fascinating to think that it's not that he doesn't like concrete math or not that he doesn't like math. It's that conceptual math might work for him. We just haven't found the right way to teach Jimmy Buffett math. That challenge is out there, and we could teach him and make him love math. <laughs> Probably not me. You don't seem convinced. This is, is not, a very good song. This is not a song I'm discussing. No, it's not, Sydney. But I needed to hear this song to take a break from your songs. I don't smoke, I don't shoot smack. This is Justin's favorite Jimmy Buffett song. No, no, no. Let's probably take up Chalice, but it's up there. You know why, Sid? When did that change? I will play for gumbo. Yes, I will play for gumbo. 
This is called I Will Play for Gumbo. I was this is a song called I Will Play for Gumbo. Ruin that one, Sydney. You can have it. You can keep that song. That one. Do you want to introduce the title? This is called Please Bypass This Heart. Writes itself, I guess. I mean, he just does this for me, I feel. This is just for me. I read about these operations. I never thought I was a country music fan, but I do like Jimmy Buffett, so what does that mean? Well, I don't necessarily think of his music as country. Uh, the genre uh, has often been defined as golf and western, which I like. It's hovering in between a lot of different styles. He, of course, incorporates some uh, country melodies, country structures, but he's also got a lot of the islands. Do you mean G-U or G-O? G-U-L. Okay. Okay, please bypass this heart. I think this just sort of speaks for itself. The American healthcare system is so broken, here we have this person begging a cardiothoracic surgeon to save their life and bypass their heart because they probably don't have insurance and can't pay for it. And I just think we all need to remember that until we have Medicare for all, Jimmy Buffett is gonna have to write these kinds of songs, so. But you'd think he could afford it though. (laughs) He probably can afford it now. Fair. Mmm, take me away, James. You like this one? It's a good one, yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. As the son of a son of a sailor, I went. Yeah, we got a few people who heard this one. Good? Yeah. Well, it's called Son of a Son of a Sailor, and he, like, says it right there, which is convenient. Thank you, James. For this podcast. Uh, It's really important to have a firm grasp on your family history to understand your risk for different, you know, genetic disorders. And the more that you can understand about that, you know, the, the better informed your primary care physician can be and the better care they can take of you. Now, as we've already covered, scurvy is not a genetic disorder. So that's good, nor beriberi or pellagra or rickets, um, which are all caused by nutritional deficiencies and, you know, as the son of a son of a sailor, they may have been at risk for, but the, but the singer is not. However, we do worry about uh, high blood pressure and cardiovascular disease among sailors today. Oh, well. Yeah. And their sons? And well, their them sons too, because as we know, there is a genetic component to these disorders, and we see a slightly higher rate am- among sailors, and their lives are full of stress and often poor nutrition and lack of exercise because, you know, they're trapped on their sailboats <laughs> or bigger boats. Uh, and possibly things like smoking, which we've already discussed. So Huge sailor problem. Mm-hmm. So every time I hear that song, I think about genetic disorders. Do you not? I rounded first, never thought of the worst. As I studied the shortstop's position. Crack with my leg like a shell of We're that really rocking. Not the music. decent position. You know the, uh... This song is called Growing Older But Not Up. So Benjamin Button disease. There's no way Benjamin Button disease is real. <laughs> Please don't pretend like Benjamin Button disease is real. You know how afraid I am of Benjamin Button disease. 
We're just this is targeted. I know it's hard, honey. We're going opposite directions, but we've met right now. No, we're middle. not. You tell me all the time, Benjamin Button disease is not real. And now, for you to get up on the stage and pretend like it is, betrayal, Jacques. If it's in a Jimmy Buffett song, don't you dare. I'm skipping this one. There's no way Benjamin Button disease is real, and I'm not going to let you tell these fine folks that it is. They believe in you and they trust you. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're not. You're not saying it, Sydney. Take it back. Play on a person's fears like that on the, here on the Joko Cruise. I'm going to report you. This is a mile high in Denver. This is very early. This is like from his first record. Yeah. I think sometimes he likes um, smoking marijuana. No. Now, you, don't, you aren't saying that this is a song about smoking marijuana, are you, Sydney? Well, I mean, when you hear A Mile High in Denver, I mean, the first thing you think of is, of course, altitude sickness. So, we've all been there, right? I mean, <laughs> you, you've got, like... What kind of symptoms is he talking about? He's a mile high in Denver. I'm going to assume since he's still singing that we're probably dealing with like acute mountain sickness. So like he's dizzy, he's got some headaches, maybe some trouble sleeping. He could be vomiting. I don't know. He doesn't say that. Do you think, do you think he's vomiting? <sighs> How much have you thought about whether or not Jimmy Buffett is vomiting when he sings these songs? You know, you know, Sid Stewart never crossed my mind, actually, if you can believe that or not. Never crossed my mind. He talks about admiring the scenery and things like that that you probably wouldn't feel like doing if you developed, like, a further stage of altitude sickness, like high-altitude pulmonary edema. So, I mean, with that much fluid in your lungs, you're not going to be admiring the scenery, right? So probably not that, or high-altitude cerebral edema where you get swelling in your brain, which, I mean, maybe you admired the scenery before you fell asleep. I'm not enjoying this as much as I thought I would, Sid. Either way, he could have prevented this if he had just ascended more slowly. You don't have to get altitude sickness. Uh, so obviously he just, I mean, he probably flew there, right? It was like a gig. He probably just probably flew there. Probably had to do a gig, he, yes, yeah. He's ascended too quickly. Um, and the best thing, because now he has less oxygen available at the higher altitude, that's why he's sick. So the best thing for Jimmy to do at this point, I would say, is to, you know, descend, go to a lower elevation. Um, 4,000 some feet high in Denver doesn't really have the same ring to it, though. <laughs> I don't know if he has Diamox available, which is a medication you can take to help with altitude sickness. It doesn't always prevent it, but it can... It Not can a lot of great help. rhymes there with, with Diavox. It's, I just think it's cool. Diamox is cool. I better check my watch, because I believe it's about 5 o'clock somewhere in the jungle. I have mixed feelings about this song. It's always nice when something that somebody that you love, like a musical artist you love, like really hits mainstream and everybody's listening to them all of a sudden, but then it's for this song, Five O'Clock Somewhere. There's just so much better work. 
There is better songs in the catalog, Sid, but every one of those iTunes purchases, a little slice goes to Jimmy, and you got to celebrate that. Any few bucks that I can cobble together, I, I got to celebrate it. Oops, here it comes. I mean, I get it. It's catchy. I get it. It's only half past 12, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's a good tune. So as you've probably already guessed from listening to this song, it's five o'clock somewhere and what it's obviously referencing, that uh, our singer is suffering from dyschronometria. I know. It's really a shame. Um, Which obviously we all know is the inability to distinguish the passage of time. And so, for Jimmy, it's, I mean, he doesn't, it's five o'clock, anytime, anywhere, he just doesn't know. It's five, it's four, it was two, now it's ten, he can't tell anymore. I know, that's a rough... Yeah, you've painted a rough picture for sure, Sid. It almost saps some of the fun and whimsy out of the song. I mean, especially when you consider And commemorative plates (laughs) and flip-flops and t-shirts and wind chimes and Christmas ornaments... And all manner of things that wall clocks that say five o'clock somewhere on them. Well, I mean, it's even sadder if you think about that it's usually the result of like some sort of trauma to the cerebellum. So like what kind of history does Jimmy have that he can no longer, you know, tell what time it is or, or how long it's passed or perhaps this was from a stroke or a seizure of some sort. I know we have to consider all this in the differential. We really aren't given enough information to make a, a firm diagnosis. So I'm just doing the best I can. Uh, in addition to the inability to mark the passage of hours and therefore, you know, tell time effectively, if you have this disorder, you're also going to have issues with spatial, spatial recognition and with short-term memory. And I really think that if, you, if you're familiar with more songs from Jimmy Buffett, this is all starting to come together. <laughs> there are other songs called things like, Who's the Blonde Stranger?, I heard I was in town. If the phone doesn't ring, it's me. I used to have money one time. Nobody from nowhere. She's going out of my mind. That's rough. And where's the party? Where is the party? He can't find it. Everybody celebrates this song, and I just, it's, it's hard for me, you know, it's hard for me to understand. You just find it too, too awfully depressing. Um, thank you, folks, for enjoying with us the music. You just playing some cheeseburger? You just playing us out with some cheeseburger. I thought we'd get to the fast part, and I'll kind of share it together. Um, we're, we're so happy that we got to sit here and just kind of goof around <laughs> and share the music of Jimmy Buffer with you. Um, thank you to the taxpayers for the use of their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Thanks to the Jonathan Colton Cruz uh, staff for making the show come together and asking us on the boat and everything. So thank you very much. Thank you for coming. You're all the best. I love you. So as we say every week on the show, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.